0: Uh, There's other things I want to do, like I like basketball, but I wasn't like, man, I love basketball. Like, I just, I liked it because of what it challenged me mentally, and because of what people said I couldn't do, I wanted to prove people wrong. So it was one of those things where it accomplished the goal, it served a purpose. Um, So once I got done, I actually want to be a life coach. Um, Because one thing about basketball, like, uh, like, I always counted myself as being mentally strong. Like, you know, I wasn't going to quit or give up. I was going to persevere and figure out how to get it done. Alright, so
1: welcome in everybody to episode 33 of Yellow Colored Glasses. Uh, We're super, super excited. We've got an awesome guest on today. And before I get to that, I want to start with a review. Uh, We always do our reviews and we have Ashlyn M. She said, what an amazing experience. I was looking to lower my car insurance and Amanda contacted me. Found me a new policy with double the coverage and a savings of $120 a month. In less than an hour, I will be recommending Warren Amounts Agency to everyone. So, wow. thank you, Ashlyn.
0: Send me the link. Why haven't I done a review for you guys yet,
1: dude? That's a great question. Send me, well, yeah, okay? We will get that. Link. We will yeah. get that going. Um, so, yeah, thank you, and guys, the reviews. I know Matt's talking about the reviews right now. Th- these are a big deal. Like mm-hmm. I don't even on your stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so. It doesn't seem like a big deal. A, you think one little review, but those things add up. So, thank oh, yeah. you, everybody, who has left us a review. If you haven't please do so. So anyway, I am super excited to welcome in our guest today. Um, I've known him for a long time. Matt Webb <laughs> and there's so much to say about Matt. I'll let him kind of talk about himself but before before I get into that I want to talk just a little bit about how long I've known him. So we've known each other <laughs> since well it would have been my it would have been my senior year I guess is when we started playing basketball against each other. yeah you were a junior at Summit Christian I was yep. a senior. And you know, we both had really good teams that year. Yep. And so from that point on, really, I mean, we kind of we were kind of friends on the court. Even. Yeah. Like, you know, it's fun playing against each other, and and so we had some really good battles. And then Matt went on to do a lot of other cool stuff too. Too. So we're going to get into all that. But Matt, introduce yourself. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, where you're from, all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks for having me. First off, I appreciate it. And yeah, Dustin. Uh, I've never been able to beat them on the court, so uh, there's not too many people I can say that about. But uh, if you
1: can't can't beat them, join them, which we did in men's league. So. Yeah, we there did. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah, uh, born and raised in Kansas City. Uh, have two little girls, a wife, and uh, yeah, girl dad, and trying to build a business. Girl so, dad. Yeah, lucky guy. You got two boys.
1: Uh, but dude, but I heard the girl had things amazing, oh, it's, right? Oh, it's great!
0: Yeah, I just went on a guy's trip the other day. It got me out, out to do that because uh, my wife was like, "Yeah, have some testosterone in your life," so it was good.
1: <laughs> go, dude, go get away <laughs> from all from all of uh, us females. Yeah. So that's good. So, and we're gonna get into family stuff too. I want to talk to you all about that. But, dude, so let's go back to let's go back to how we met. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, we already told you that. So playing basketball against each other, and then what did you do? after after high school
0: yeah so uh, I went and played basketball at State Fair Community College Okay. played there for two years um, which is in Sedalia Missouri and then went on to play at UCM uh, go mules um, shout out to the new coach I think they announced him on Wednesday so my yeah, last night make yeah, it down there yeah so uh, went and played there had two great years met some awesome people there had a really good time um, and then went and played a little bit overseas you could call it um, and then came back and uh, trying to figure out my life you know you play basketball for so long and that's all you know you're trying to figure out what the real world's like and uh, yeah went around different jobs I had seven different jobs from the time I came back to the time I actually got into real estate so yeah yeah so it was good
1: no I think whenever I talk to you like the cool part is is is, is Matt is, and he's not going to let me say all these things, he's a very humble guy, but Matt is one of the best people that you're ever going to meet. Like, he just (laughs) is, hands down. Nicest person, cares about people, he's helping tons of people, Um, super, super intelligent and smart with the way that he does business, with the way that he's thinking, entrepreneurship, all those things. So we're going to get into all that, but really, when did you decide, okay, so you you went overseas, Mm -hmm. you... Couldn't really figure out what you wanted to do, right? Yeah. What were your What were your initial thoughts coming out of college? Mm-hmm. And Matt's a legit hooper, okay? He always has been. So what were your initial thoughts on what you wanted to do? Did you want to coach? Did you want to do anything like that? What was, where were uh, you going with all that?
0: No, I did not want to coach because I was the guy who I noticed everything, but I wouldn't speak with everything. And I saw the coaches who would travel and go and recruit players. And then the attitudes you had to deal with with, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old kids who think they're grown, and know what they're doing, and the attitudes. And I was like, that's not going to be me. Be me. Uh, I want to have a family. Uh, there's other things I want to do. Like I like basketball, but I wasn't like, man, I love basketball. Like I just, I liked it because of what it would challenged me mentally, and because of what people said I couldn't do. I wanted to prove people wrong. So it was one of those things where it accomplished the goal, it served the purpose. Um, so once I got done, I actually want to be a life coach, um, because one thing about basketball, like, uh, like. I always counted myself as being mentally strong. Like, you know, I wasn't going to quit or give up. I was going to persevere and figure out how to get it done. So I was like, man, life coaching looks awesome. So, you know, you have ET, one of the most famous life coach ever. Um, And then um, you have, uh, I cannot think of the guy with one arm, Um, played football at Tennessee. Uh, But, like, I watched them, read their books. I was like, I could do this. Um, But then figured out, like, you know what? This is probably not what I want to do. Uh, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself, I learned a lot about people, um, learned about how to handle adversity. Um, and it just, it made me stronger. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of what I really wanted to do. And then I, I actually worked in insurance for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went in and got my six and 63 and seven to be a financial advisor. Did that and was like, this isn't it either. I haven't found the, the yeah. thing that I'm called to do or fulfilling. Um, and then I worked in hospice for a little bit and that's where I like, I had a guy who was in uh, Dallas, Texas, that's where I was living, and he was an amazing, still talk to him today. Um, We actually partnered on a deal right now um, for a house, and uh, just amazing Christian guy, but also knew how to run a really good business and how to talk to people. And uh, I gravitated towards that, and just wanted to hear and soak up everything I could from him. Um, And that's where I was like, you know what, I think I need to take a chance and bet on myself. Um, I did that all the way up until, I got to the real world because everybody said you have a job with benefits, all those things. And then I said, no, I don't think I do. I think if I I do really good, I can buy those things, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I can do something that I love and that I can put my name on it. So yeah.
1: Heck yeah, man. No, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So wait, you mentioned Texas, right? Is that, Mm -hmm. how did you meet uh, your wife?
0: Yeah. So I met her at church. So was it
1: down there though? No, it was here.
0: Um, It was here at Abundant Life. I met her. Um, we were in a small group, and she had a Pitt State shirt on, which Pitt State's in the same conferences. That
1: gave you instant, like, you can Oh yeah, give you, like, pick-up on her. Yeah, Like, hey,
0: we never beat y'all. Did you ever see me play? She was not into sports at all. We're complete opposites. Like, I like to work out. I like to play basketball. And she's like, yeah, I played volleyball. Up until like eighth grade, and I'm like, oh, so you really didn't play, but okay, yeah, we'll count it. Uh, <laughs> so that's a joke I have with her. But, uh, yeah, so I met her at church, and then she moved to Florida like two or three months later. So we had long distance for our entire time of dating and uh, for a little bit of our engagement, too. So Gotcha,
1: yeah. gotcha. Dude, that's awesome, though. And she's tall, though, right? Like, yeah. She,
0: she's nine, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, dude, I've got a lot of questions and kind of different directions we can go with this yeah. conversation. But really, I guess one, one thing we've been talking a lot about, and obviously mm-hmm. we're going to get into the, the business stuff and yeah. the entrepreneurship and all that. We've been talking a lot about consistency and... Our routines and the things Mm -hmm. that we do on a daily basis here at the office like we're we're really trying all of us as a group are trying to have that kind of culture and hold each other accountable for that stuff Yep. so I was looking for different things to kind of talk about and one of them that kept popping up was do you have a morning routine absolutely okay tell us about your morning routine
0: so I so actually I'm I'm gonna be honest so uh, uh, with daylight saving time and I hate it because it threw me off my routine so I'm usually up at like five Five I'm trying okay. to be at the gym um, by 530 or so and uh, work out, get my workout in, come home, um, get my daughter ready for school, take her to school, come back, read my Bible, um, pray, get my day ready, any paperwork, because I hate paperwork and I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, start your day off with the hard stuff first. Okay. So starting my day off with paperwork because I hate that. Um, And then going and starting to really just, okay, say, okay, here's what I have to do. Here's the thing that I have to get done. Like I don't do to-do lists, I time block. Um, Because I think that um, when you do a to-do list, it's always task and you don't like doing tasks. So if I say, hey, I'm going to spend 45 minutes for this, well, I'm going to spend 45 minutes I'm going to get this paperwork done. Okay, I'm going to spend another 30 minutes uh, to make some phone calls and follow the people who maybe I missed last night because I try to put my phone on do not disturb by 9 o'clock because there's nothing in my industry that can get done at that point in time. Uh, So and and make sure I have some time with my family, alone time, get ready for my next day. So... uh, like, my gym, my time in the morning at the gym, my time taking my daughter to school, getting her dressed, spending time with her, like, that's my day. That's, my, that's why I start my day, I should say. Um, and then time in the Word. Like, I believe, like, hey, I try to, uh, I know this is not a, uh, a church podcast, but for me, my beliefs come from my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe what the Bible says. So I try to, you know, spend time in prayer and spend time to renew my mind get ready for the day so whatever comes... I'm grounded. I know what to expect.
1: Absolutely, no. And yeah. we're actually gonna get. I'm, we're gonna get into uh, kind of what your involvement is too with the church and everything yeah. you got going on too, because you have some awesome stuff going with everything you guys are doing. Yeah. And uh, is it the crossroads? Yeah. That, so uh, we're gonna talk yeah. about. We're gonna talk yeah. about that. I remember you telling me that when we went to lunch last yeah. time. So. Um, okay. So morning routine. What about <laughs> evening routine? Most people don't think of this, but yeah. my wife is the queen of an evening routine, and I never really registered to me. Yeah. of how important that is until there's a book I'm reading right now that I'm like, gosh, she's had this figured out forever. And I, <laughs> I wasn't I was taking in, taking that into account. So evening yeah. routine, do you got that? I have a little
0: bit. So I try to make sure that, hey, if I'm going to work at, in the evening, that I'm, if I'm not showing houses or anything like that, I need to make sure everything's done by around 6 to 6.30 because we're going to eat eat dinner at that time. Okay. So I want to make sure I'm done my computers away because one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to be doing work all day and I'm going to uh, come home and work and the only thing my daughter will see is me working. And I would hate that because I don't want to be known as a good realtor, um, as a good friend, or um, you know, a good entrepreneur, investor, anything like that before I'm known as a good husband or a good dad because that's the most important thing to me. Um, there's a quote, I'm gonna put my phone out on here because the guy said it to me the other day and I'm, I'm a weirdo because I, I write down all these quotes um, and he said to me, he said, what matters the most should not get the least from you. So, and that really struck me with, hey, what matters the most is my family. So that be be my daughters and my wife. So, like, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. You're wearing a Chiefs yeah. hat. Yeah, hard Diehard Chiefs fan. Just signed up for season tickets. If Sunday comes around and she looks at me and says, oh, you're going to watch the Chiefs game, but she doesn't talk to me about going to church on Sunday. Or she talks about, hey, you're going to see houses, but doesn't talk to me about... We don't talk about faith we don't have any conversations then hey i'm just i'm dad
1: you're just kind of there yeah
0: but i'm not being a father i'm not being impactful in my daughter's life or my spouse's life like i'm just i'm a placeholder until either i pass away or until she gets married and that guy comes in and takes that place like i want to be impactful to where my daughters see that hey i need a man like him because my dad was there he showed me the way a man should treat you know. A woman, how to work, how to grow a business, how to invest everything, every aspect mm-hmm. of the life, I want them to look back at me and say, "Hey, my dad did it right, yeah, so. and going back to the very beginning of that, and I everything you're saying there is just gold,
1: man, I agree with everything, but at the very beginning of all of it, and you talked about the nighttime <clears throat> the nighttime routine piece, you're just being intentional mm-hmm. you're just being intentional with how you're spending your yeah. time and making sure like it's the same we, we all we all have the same kind of battle like there's things that like, I could take home and do mm-hmm. or get them done once I get home. But once I get home from the office, like I, I that, that's what, same thing. Like yeah. I want to be, I want to be with my kids, yeah. right? Like I don't want to be messing with stuff. So, so we do it for, so I would, you know, one of the things that, that we're trying that you know, Amanda and I are trying to get lined up or mm-hmm. kind of fixed yeah. or just get better at is, is our evenings. Yeah. And I told her, I don't know it was like Tuesday I I did a workout in the evening and I told her I was like you know that was 45 minutes of being away from them but you know those other 45 minutes if I wouldn't have been working out I probably wouldn't have been that present anyway Mm -hmm. and now it's just made the rest of the evening I'm so much more intentional with with Macklin and Asher and all that stuff so dude that's great so the routines that's a that's a huge 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 deal um obviously you've got that piece figured out okay so what about this you're 31 now, right? 32. 32. January, okay. Yeah. okay. We're like, the, oh, you do. Our birthdays are the same. Like, yeah. Okay. January 2nd. 2nd and 4th. Okay. So what's some failures that you've went through? Ha. Okay. And what have you learned from those as far as with your business, with making professional yeah. decisions? Yeah. Whatever.
0: Tell, tell us something about that. Um, my most impactful failure was um, I had just moved back from Phoenix and I was working for a state farm agency and I got fired. Um, and I got fired because, like, I'm, I'm okay to say it, uh, I got fired because I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing on the clock. Like I was supposed to be picking up, phone, picking up the phone and smiling and dialing, talking to people, going through those things, and I wasn't. Um, and he let me go. And uh, I think I hurt him, and by me seeing I hurt him because he gave me an opportunity and a chance, um, that made me take things more serious. So after that happened, um, I basically we were. I took another job in like construction. Mm-hmm. Learned a lot about real estate. That's where it taught me. Hey, let me go get into real estate, and uh, I think I can do this on my own. Um, well, excuse me. I went worked in hospice then real estate. But that firing taught me. Hey, work ethic, and taught me to be have be a man of integrity. Like I counted myself as a man of integrity, but like being a man of integrity is doing the right thing when no one's looking. Mm-hmm. And like my office was there's a wall in between, there's a window and a, a door that you could see in. But I didn't do what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah, I actually went back in there uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I just shook his hand. I apologized and said, "Hey, I'm, I'm thankful for what you did. That that taught me a lot. That grew me up. I think I was like 24. I was gonna 25. ask you how old you were when that. Um, and I thought, hey, like I owe him an apology uh, now. I only do my part. I don't know how that, how it went from there, but uh, I thanked them for it because that gave me the opportunity to say, hey, Matt, you are not really what you think you are, and you need to fix some things. Um, so right there, I was like, okay, well, time to try to work hard, do things the right way, and if you don't get ahead that way, that's fine, but at least I can go to sleep at night knowing I do the right thing. For sure.
1: So. And you didn't make excuses, it sounds like to me. Like, that's the biggest no. thing is you took, you took exactly what... Like you learn from you learn from a failure. You learn yeah. from, and you took responsibility for.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, took a chin and
0: kept going. It, yeah, nobody's fault but mine. So. I,
1: the cool part about about your situation and what you're doing is so many I say kids, so many people that are coming out, whether they're good athletes, whether they mm-hmm. they don't play sports, whatever it is, they're coming out of of high school or they're coming even coming out of college. And we think we gotta have it figured out. Oh, yeah. We think that like it's supposed to be planned, and, yeah. and we've gotta have our decisions made. And the coolest part, you know, when you went back, you know, you saying, "Oh no, I think I can do this myself. I don't need the benefits, or I don't need the mm-hmm. steady job. Like I'll figure it out myself."
0: Yeah.
1: The coolest part about that is it gives you the freedom to never feel like you're just stuck. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you you can always change what you're doing. Exactly. Okay. And you can always. Well, you know, I'm buying these kind of houses. I think I'm going to buy these now. Or yeah. I don't. I don't really like. I don't like the direction this is going. I'm going to switch it up. And yeah, it takes a lot of, you know, faith. Yeah. to know that you're on the right track. But you're doing that so well. So, what about this one? Talked about failures. What about the two or three most influential people that you've had in your life? Um, it can be anytime. Man. man, tell us about those three.
0: There's. <laughs> Uh, there's quite a few people. Probably hard to pick three, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is really hard. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to group two together and just make it one, my parents. Um, so a lot of people know this. I had a learning dis- I still have a learning disability um, and have a speech impediment. So when I was in kindergarten, uh, we went to school, and the teacher said, hey, we don't think he'll be able to get through high school. Like, his speech impediment is so bad, learning disability, I don't think it's going to work out. My mom quit her job and homeschooled me into my junior high school. Uh, so there's sacrifice from my parents to make sure that me, and my brother, and me would be able to have a chance in life um, because they said, "Hey, we're we're gonna have to hold him back, like we don't think he's able to do it." Uh, so like my parents, huge. So I can't take anything away from them. they taught me, you know, how to be a man. They loved me well, um, provide all the opportunity I can have. So like shout out to them, thankful for them. Um, then also my high school basketball coach, uh, Jake Cates, loved the guy like another father like. He is an amazing man. He coaches now William Chrisman. Uh, I can't say enough about him just for what he did for me, gave me some confidence. Um, Because one thing he says is that the, the biggest hurdle for young men is the fear of failure. And, like, he gave me the confidence to be able to go out there and fail. Like, he gave me the confidence on the basketball court to say, okay, hey, like, you can do this. Like, you can carry your team. And that right there took me into life to say, hey, all right, um, like you could be meek and humble, but you just still have that dog about you to go and, and get it. So, he's great. Um, and then there's two guys. The guy in Texas. There's another guy in Texas as well named Josiah Jones, who huge in my faith. And uh, he kind of, when I was coming back from Phoenix, was like, "Hey, there's some things you need to change in your life. Um, and I'll help you. I'll walk with you through it. And like we have been boys ever since. Like see an abundant
1: life. He wasn't Josiah. a program. Josiah. Dude, I know Josiah. He, yeah. he, he was uh, the pastor for my buddy, for, Well, you remember Lee Stoppelman? Oh, yeah. He yeah. Yeah, played at UCM baseball? Yep. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, I met Josiah, and he's an awesome dude. Yeah. Man. So, so keep going with that. Yeah, so, one.
0: yeah He's uh, me and him talk almost on a daily basis. Like, I'll go down and see him in May and uh, spend some time with him. So, like... I see a couple times a year like that's a trip where hey, I got to go see him because that's relationship that's worth keeping so Mm -hmm. spend time and and make sure I see him so uh, yeah those are the three people Uh, I said I think I said Jimmy Jimmy's other guy in Texas he was the guy who was my boss and um, yeah he just taught me everything I know about business and making decisions and being a man and, like I said having integrity all those things so he's a the, those, those are the people right there who are the most influential
1: in my life. Well, Josiah is one of those people too that you're just instantly drawn towards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He's just he's just got that that thing about him. He's like a pretty
0: he, person too. Well, yeah, he's, he's very, very good true. looking
1: yeah. guy. He's, he's a very good line. looking guy. Yeah, and but he he's very well spoken. Yep. He's you can just tell what he's about, and yep. there's no there's no getting around. And I want to go back to Coach Cates too because. I don't know Coach Cates very well. Like, mm-hmm. Actually, I don't really know him at all. I've seen him a little bit at church and stuff. And yeah. um, obviously, over the years, whenever I was coaching with here, still, we would play against them. Yeah. Um, but what you said about him giving you that that ability to fail mm-hmm. is so much bigger than X's and O's. Oh yeah. And I think that like I don't want to get off on a coaching tan here, okay? Or rant <laughs> coaching yeah. rant, but like that is that is the biggest thing that yeah. that you can do for for the kids that you're coaching yeah. is, is how you're connecting with them and the things on life because here you are 32 years old and you're still talking about, dude, I, I felt, I, I didn't, I didn't want to fail. Yeah. And he, he put that, he instilled that in me. And yeah. here you are not on the basketball court now Yeah, that you're living that in your life every single day from, from, from that moment on. I will so, say
0: one quick story about him. So, uh, having learned disability, I went in math class. I was terrible at math, but, um, he, he was a, like a, a math not, he didn't teach math, but I think he went to school for math. So he took me on one of the, one night, he was like, hey, you're struggling. Uh, you're gonna come over to my house, we're gonna get some pizza, and I'm gonna tutor you. I'm like, okay. At that time, you're just thinking, hey, like you're one of the best players, he wants to keep you eligible yeah. to play. Yeah. But now looking back at it, I'm like, no, he took away from his wife and kids. We did math, but we also talked about life. And that right there showed me he cared, and that's why, like, hey, I'll run through a brick wall for him. Like, he has two little boys. I say little one, one is a senior, Trey, he's a baseball player about to go do some big things in college. Another one, Mason. Uh, hey, he asked me for anything, you got a coach. Like, those are like little brothers to me, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, like, because of that, there's a relationship that's gonna last forever.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I know that he's had a lot of success at Crispin. He's going yeah. there, too. I mean, the first few years that they were, that he took that program over gosh they were loaded and it was immediately though you could tell because chrisman had always they had always had some talent some athletes you could tell the culture just changed so that was um everybody that 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 i know who knows coach case has nothing but good things to say about it too so um anyway so let's talk about business real quick we've kind of mentioned a little bit tell tell the people watching the listeners what what is it exactly that you're doing now like what are you what are you doing
0: Man, that's a great question. Trying to uh, figure out a way to actually describe what I'm doing. I am a realtor. Let me say this: I have my real estate license. I help people buy, sell, and invest, Um, and I love helping people invest. Uh, So that's my big thing is helping people learn how to um, invest in real estate that are going to give them returns that are going to be you know, pretty safe. Anything that's investment is not always safe, but pretty safe and get big returns. So if that's flipping a house if it's buying a house to, to rent, um, to fix up, to rent it out, how to avoid taxes on that, um, then also how to, uh, you know, just people buying the right house so that sells them up for their future to get to that second house or that third house or to save a lot of money and put money in their pocket. Um, so. Uh, I'm in real estate, I I like to say it that way. I'm not a realtor, but I'm in real estate. Okay, and then what about the investing side? Yeah, Yeah. so I'm an investor myself. So uh, I think we have about 10 houses right now that we're currently uh, I'm either partnering or I'm doing myself that are um, either fix or flip or fix to rent. Um, so managing those, trying to make sure crews get, you know, get paid, and make sure the crews are, are doing the a good job, quality control, things like that, and helping clients do that as well. So um, there's 10 right now that I'm currently either a 50-50 partner or mine my own. And then there's, you know, about four or five others that are that have their own going right now that I help purchase and get ready to sell.
1: So let me ask you this, okay? Mm-hmm. This is obviously not what, <clears throat> you don't come out of college thinking I'm gonna be in real estate, nope. right? So getting, getting into this, what is, what really, well, like one or two things that have been the most surprising, like positive pieces of being in real estate, invest in real estate, that you, like you would never have expected? Because we, we always come mm-hmm. in with a kind of an expectation of how things are gonna go, yeah. and then most of the time, I mean, when you're doing things the right way, there's like, oh my gosh, I never dreamed it would turn into this. What are some
0: of those things? It's one of those things, if you take action, you can be successful. And I think that's probably been the biggest surprise is that like, why didn't I start this earlier? Because most people get their license and they don't sell anything because they didn't make the phone calls. They didn't align themselves with the right people. They didn't really put the action to it. They see what's on social media and saw, man, that's glamorous. I'm going to do it. But then they quit somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Some, some Someplace in their mind, they get their license. They say, okay, well, uh, I don't know if I can do this. Or they see what's on YouTube and say, I'm going to do it. I study, 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 study. They never take action. Um, so, like, taking action has been one of the things for me that's just a pillar of, like, okay, I wake up. I might not buy a house. But, like, I'll tell you a story. Last week, I wasn't really looking for a house. Uh, A guy called me and was like, Hey, I have this house. Uh, I know you buy houses. Would you be interested? Sure, let's go see it. Went and saw it in 30 minutes. Spent time, brought my contractor there. We went and looked at it. We had it under contract in an hour. So, an hour (laughs) after he called me, went and saw it, had my contractor there, had it under contract, and we'll close and that's a make $75,000 off that house. and like so right there it's just taking action like if I would wait it and said okay you know I don't know like maybe let me go back and forth no it's just about taking action putting a number out there and saying okay let's see what happens I say that's one and then I'd be like people in real estate are actually super kind like I'm surprised like but here's one thing about real estate you can share the recipe but it doesn't mean they, they know how to make the sauce so like people will share all the information and put it out there but it doesn't mean that like, this person down here can do the exact same thing you're doing. It's not just repeatable. Like, you can, you can repeat it, but some things are just intangible, just like sports. Like, you can have a really good shooter, it doesn't mean he's gonna be Steph Curry. There's just some things about Steph Curry that just makes him special and best, mm-hmm. the best shooter ever. Uh, so it's just, people are really, really kind. They're willing to give away all the information, all the tricks and tips. And I was kind of surprised about that early on.
1: That was a great analogy that you just used on Steph Curry there. Um,
0: <laughs> Gotta take but, back to the roots, baby. But,
1: but dude, I think it does go back to the first thing you said on that. That was action. Mm-hmm. Because you're you're right. Like people, and it's not just in real estate. It's in any. It's literally in life. Yeah, it could be somebody doing direct sales with you know the next company that's coming through, and they see the. All, you know, the person at the
0: top of the food chain, right? And they're and oh my yeah.
1: just because you start doesn't mean you're gonna do anything with it, yeah. you. you have to take the action. It, so,
0: it, it's funny because, like, the United States government, like, they're, they're smart when it came to this. Their tax code is set up for entrepreneurs, like, you will save a lot more money in your tax if you're an entrepreneur with all the write offs and things you can get, deductions. Um, but they know that most people won't do that. Most people want the comfort to stay in the W 2 job, nothing mm-hmm. wrong with W 2 jobs, nothing wrong with all that. That's great, but in order to really get ahead, and you see the people who are doing the big things, they're 1099, they took the risk, and they're rewarded for that. So it's about taking the action, taking that next step to do it.
1: I never thought of it like that. Like you just said, that's a a great point. It's a great point. Okay, so, oh man, I'm trying to think about where I want to go with this now. Because I, I, business-wise, I mean, dude, you're doing so many good things, okay? But one of the things that I mentioned when we first started is how good of a person you are Tell us, because when we went to lunch last time, Mm -hmm. a few weeks back, you had some big things happening with with Abundant Life. Okay, you're Mm -hmm. a member of Abundant Life here. Tell us about what's going on down on the crossroads with with all that and how you're involved in the things you're doing there.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's been like, I'll, I'll call it the baby. And it's not even mine. Like, I go back to Josiah Jones. He started Paradigm, which is the young adult ministry that's on Tuesday nights in Lee Summit. And his dream was to be able to take it down to the crossroads, um, to the, the inner city, um, but not just be a church that's from the suburbs in the city, but to be a church that comes to the suburbs that look like the people in the city um, and have a ministry down there. So... Um, the Abundant Life bought a building down there on Cherry Street and uh, it was an old firehouse building and they renovated it to make it a church building, a church house. Um, so now we open up Easter Sunday and uh, so I don't know, God called me, showed me faithful and uh, I'm leading uh, the group's ministry. Um, so I'm excited about that because that's a passion. I don't think people should do life alone. I think you do better with people around you. We can lock arms and people keep you accountable, walk with you through hard things and even the good things, uh, but be there for you. Uh, so I get to be a part of that. So that launches, um, but I'm excited just to see what's going to happen because you know we're going to be in the Arts District um, and Kansas City, if you know how everything's set up, Like, there's a lot of churches in Kansas City, but to be a part of a church that's going to be brand new, and it's going to be a lot of young adults down there, and it's going to be people who are in their 20s and 30s and maybe even 40s who are going to come there, and that's where they call church home, and I'm excited to see a lot of life change uh, and see what God's going to do through that. Um, So, yeah, I get to be a part of that somehow. Uh, They called me and asked me about it, and I was like, hey, I'd love to. I'm, I'm thankful you called. So... Uh, get to do that. Do
1: so. that is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. And you said, so that was Josiah's, Josiah's kind of vision dream. and dream on that. Is he a part of doing this or is, is
0: he, are you guys kind of taking the reins on no, it? No. So Josiah is actually in Texas at a church called Watermark The Porch. Okay. Uh, so The Porch, if you look it up, it's probably one of the largest young adults ministry in the, in the country. Um, and he is there and we're here. So we, we kind of, copy and share a lot of the same things. Got it. Um, but, yeah, he's there, and we're, we're doing it here. But, uh, yeah, he started it. It was a, a prayer that he started back in, I want to say, 2013, and now it gets to come to fruition. He doesn't get to be a part of it, but he gets to see the fruits of his labor. Oh, absolutely. So, like, that's really cool. It's so, awesome, dude.
1: That, that's that's – um, honestly, man, that's bigger than anything else you're doing yeah. in your life. That uh, yeah. part right there um, yeah. is, is, is awesome. Yeah. So what about <sighs> – what have been the, the biggest challenges with that? I mean, have you, has it just been smooth sailing or has there been pickups along the way with,
0: with doing that? Because you're going um, to stay
1: there for like a year too, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I commit to a year. Um, the biggest challenge for me is staying within the structure of where they want me to be in. Yeah, like <laughs> when you start your own thing and you, you have some success, you're like, okay, well, I set the plan. I set how I want to do things. And like that's how I'd run it. So learning how to be able to do that in the time when they want me to do it, like uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing for me. But then also, uh, I'm not a public speaker. Um, and I'm going to be asked to get up there and, and share some things about groups and how groups should run and function. So that's going to be the biggest challenge for me is getting up in front of a lot of people to have that conversation.
1: What do you okay. think the struggle is that do you have with public speaking? I mean, is it coming from the early age when you're talking about having to... This- Yep. Dude, Matt, I can tell you this dude, I never ever, ever even remotely realize that you have that. Yeah. And I can tell you this too, and, and just for your confidence and your the way you carry yourself, man, when you get on a, when you get up in front of people, just know, dude, people are listening to you. I appreciate it. And they're taking mouth. what they're taking the presence that you have and the way that you speak and the way that you carry yourself. That's that's the most important part. So no matter what comes out of your mouth, man, yeah. you're gonna be fine, dude. Well, don't thank even, you. you don't even need to be nervous yeah. about that. And I guarantee you a couple times into it, you're going to be like, oh, I got this. Yeah. I can guarantee it. So what about this, man? So you've got your own podcast, mm-hmm. okay? And I know you said you haven't been doing a ton of it. What's it yeah. called?
0: Uh, the Web Team. The Web like, Team? Yeah. Okay. So I'm really trying to figure out what I'm going to call it. We're, like, we're going to do entrepreneurs and stay in real estate, insurance, things like that, financial advisors, because I, I just love that. Like, I think yeah. that's the way you do it. Like, I think the most millionaires are made through industries are... Uh, I think it's financial planning, insurance, and real estate. Yeah. So, like, see the people who are successful, have you on the show, have yeah. your team on the show, and, uh, yeah, have a conversation on how y'all got started.
1: Yeah, man, no, we'd love to do that for sure. And it's, I mean, you've been a big help, obviously, to yeah. us, too. I mean, um, your referrals and, yep. and and just being a good word for us and all that has been awesome. So, um, we appreciate that. Yeah, man, love for helping real. good people. And what about other podcasts? Are you a big podcast guy yourself? On listening um, to them?
0: Yeah, I listen to Bigger Pockets. Like they're uh, they're okay. real estate um, podcast investors, so they're they're like the uh, they're the the experts you would go to. So like everything that's going on, um, you would go like listen to them. Like interest rates go up, how do you invest with high interest rates? Um, there's another guy named uh, I can't think of his last his first name, but it's Morby. Um, he bought he buys like forty five homes a month. Gosh, and he uses... 40, how many? 45 homes a month. Okay. And, like, he buys houses using, like, no money. Like, it's called subject to, excuse me, oh, subject right. to. Um, or, like, he's, he's really creative with his deals. So, like, that's, that's what I'm trying to learn. But, like, I just have so many things mm-hmm. going on trying to figure that out. Like, one thing I'm working on right now, um, like, it's just, you know, being generous. Like, that's a, a thing. And I, I listened to a podcast. Uh, it was about a month and a half ago, and like, I kind of say I'm a generous guy, but one of my my best friend is going to be a missionary in the Middle East, um, really can't say where, but uh, he's gonna be a missionary, and he, over the, this last year, like, he was raising money, him and his wife were raising money to be able to go overseas. Well, I'm like, man, there has to be a way for me to, uh, like, not just give one time or you know in a yearly lump sum, but how do I like help it sustain? Because the most the reasons why most missionaries come back is because of either finances or loneliness. Um, and I was like, well, I'm gonna be there for my guy. Like I'm gonna go visit him, um, and I'm going to give. But how do I make? How can I give more and help um, and help make it where it's sustainable? So when he, he wants to come back, him and his wife want to come back. It's their choice. They're not coming back because of they're lonely or. Uh, because of finances yeah. yeah um so i'm gonna do my part so um we're flipping a house and i'm gonna give him a bit like 70 percent of the proceeds and then every third one he's gonna get the whole the whole thing um so now i'm trying to figure out a way to start um a like a non-for-profit to be able to help missionaries who want to go be missionaries um and to be able to give and to help them get their funding to be able to go because like I forgot it's gonna cost almost six figures just to to go the first year because of moving expenses, visas, getting a car, like all those type of things. And the places they're going is corrupt. So like it costs more because they're Americans. So like that's my heart. My heart would be to in a few years to be able to say, Okay, I can travel to these missionaries who I've helped and go and see what they're doing over there, go and be a part of it, go and encourage them and, and do that. Like I like God's blessed me. So why not give away? Because I look at it, it's not mine; it's his. So how do I take care of other people? So yeah. Man, Matt.
1: See, whenever I say you're a good dude, man, this is. And and, and that's not
0: that's not for me. Like I want to make sure, like, hey, it's it's what God's done and given me to be able to give to others. But like, you know, it was a pastor I was listening to about being generous and about that muscle, and like, money is only good for the good it can do. It's just a tool. And the more of it you make, the more you, feel, you see how non-important it is. And I know that can sound really wrong to people who don't have a lot of money and don't have a lot to give. But, like, when you have the right mindset about it, it it's really just like this water bottle is no, more valuable. It, it it's is. It's more value. So, like, if I can give it away to see other people be reached and help and help people change lives... Like that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be known for. Not the, the basketball player, a good dad, a good husband, and someone who gave generously and saw a lot, a lot of lives change. Like I want, like when I die, I want a lot of people to be at my funeral, but not because of, hey, babe, he was a really good friend. He was this. No, because, hey, he gave, or he sat and talked to me when I was hurt and lonely, or hey, he shared the gospel with me, um, or like those are the reasons why. Like I can care less about basketball. I can care less about real estate, but real estate's a tool to be able to do those things, and that's what I want to do.
1: That was actually a question that I had for you: was mm-hmm. when, like, how do you want to be remembered? And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's easy. Even even myself, I'm sitting here talking about you, you know. Back whenever <laughs> I remember you as a, as a as a basketball player, and that's you're right. That's something that gets kind of just put on you, mm-hmm. and you're doing so many more things that yeah. are just way. Like you're right, it doesn't matter. Yeah. None of, None of that stuff matters. Yeah. And so, dude, you're that's incredible. I like, appreciate you're, it. You're. I could sit here and talk to you about this kind of stuff all day long, and
0: it fires me up.
1: And yeah, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go uh, have some food after this and yeah. keep it going. But let me ask you this one more one more thing. So, ask about podcasts. What about books? Are you mm-hmm. a reader? Do you like? Do you like to to read? Do all those uh, things? Am I a reader?
0: Does listening to books count? That's fine,
1: yeah. <laughs> books on, on Audible or something? Yeah, so yeah. I listen,
0: I have a subscription to Audible, I listen to it, I listen to books. There's one book that, like, really changed the direction of my business, it was called Traction, um, and that book is just talks about, like, startups and... Um, running a team and having a business and how to conduct, um, you know, set your business up, how to conduct team meetings, what's your mission and vision because those are two separate things and most people say those are the same thing but they're completely different. You know, what is your non-negotiables when hiring? All those type of things. Like, uh, that book really changed a lot the way I, the way I looked at business because I was just like, hey, like, I can get business off my personality. Like, I can just get business off social media. That's great. But do you actually know your numbers do you know how much it costs for like do I know how much it costs for me to sell a house like to put the house on the market to market it and then on the back end how much it's gonna cost me you know do I know hey if someone asks for a discount can I afford to give them a discount you know all those things am I worth my value or is it worth giving a discount you know things like that so um, that taught me a lot and just how to how to be a businessman and, and be an entrepreneur and not just have a business because uh, a lot of people can have a business you can go start an LLC for mm-hmm. basically nothing but do you actually know your numbers do you know how to run a business yeah. to be sustainable yeah. and last so
1: yeah. that things clear are they intentional do you yeah, yeah. You know what's going on who's the author of that book do you remember
0: I'm terrible with authors yeah the only the only, Bible, Bible, only one I know is the Bible and that's Jesus <laughs> so uh, and there's 66 <laughs> books in that one but no I can't I can't remember it, it wasn't
1: Dave Anderson was it does that sound familiar right yeah, it sounds
0: familiar I don't think it is though
1: we're going through um, we're going through a leadership. Okay I'm right now, and Dave Anderson's, which it's great. But yeah. it sounds a lot. Everything yeah. you were rattling off there; those are all the things that that are involved in that, and it's included in it, and things that we're trying to yeah. get better out here. So, well, Matt, I don't really have. I mean, I could sit here and just talk to you forever. I don't yeah. have. I, I don't have a ton more to to ask you on this stuff. Um, I feel like once again, everything that you have going from. Your personal life to your business to your goals to just the way that the way that you operate man mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's an inspiration dude like you're one of the people you you I consider you a very good friend I know we don't just hang out all the time but you're somebody that I can always always text always ask something if I, I know if I ever needed something I could call you absolutely um and you're just you just a good person to know man so I'm Mm. I'm honored to know you I'm honored that you're on here with us I appreciate it and keep doing big things man and keep doing all the things that you know what you're doing at the crossroads man that's that's an awesome 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 thing
0: so well I can say the same thing and I will I will say it too as I'm on the podcast I'm looking right to the camera if you need insurance this is the guy Uh, but not just about insurance like they care about their people like those reviews their reviews are great but if you have people write a review and take their time I'm going to count them as honest and I can say this review and I'm going to write one, but these, like, I know as a realtor, I get people who buy houses and I'm not going to send them to anybody because what I want to do is know that if I send them to, to, to them, then they're going to reach out. They're going to do what's best for them and not just for their pockets or just for to get another life insurance quote or things like that. They truly care. Like, uh, Dustin helped me get life insurance just a few months ago, and it took how many months? Well, it took a little bit. It took a little bit, <laughs> and he worked his tail off for it. And like, so right there, that, like that's loyalty. Like, I know a lot of insurance people, but like, I don't send anybody anyplace else but here because of who they are and what they represent. No, that, so, <clears throat> and
1: that means yeah. it, that means a ton, dude. And that's and hopefully we can keep living up to that because that's like you talk about you know people being accountable and being around mm-hmm. good people and having groups that you're with even though you don't work here like yeah. when you send us somebody like hey we we gotta we gotta make sure we do a dang good job of this we're yeah. not letting matt down so no i appreciate you saying that and it means a lot dude so for sure oh dude um thanks for being on yeah thanks can't chatting. wait to keep chatting on stuff yeah. and one last thing where can people find all your information all of your so your facebook yeah
0: so we yeah, have facebook view from 6 to eight that's my personal you'll pre basically the same thing from uh my business facebook which is the web team um and then also you can you know facebook my website webteamrealty.com um all of that if you google it will come up so uh yeah you can see all of that if you want to get in touch with me call email uh anyway um here to help any way I can even if it's just to have a conversation okay
1: yeah and we'll put up those links we'll put those links in the description of this and then your podcast you you want that on there too
0: uh I only have
1: one episode okay so So so
0: you gotta get that rolling man. I'm gonna get that back rolling so this spring I have an idea I'm gonna get that going so uh have a few people who I want to have on so yeah okay all right man
1: well keep doing big things Matt thank you for being on um Episode 33 of Yellow Color Yellow Colored Glasses. Thank you guys for watching. Matt, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, man. Talk to you guys soon. All right.